So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double tap does what the f he wants. Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 111. Like the Dublin bus. <laughs> if you're wondering why that's funny, listen to WTS 110. Uh, my name is Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. Yeah, and we're coming to you from Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Uh, go to www.fitzpatrickcastle.com. We're, we're back after a little break. Did you have a good holiday? Oh yeah, I had a lovely holiday. Well, well... Uh, well travelled, well rested. I thought you were going to Kerry. You went to Cork, was it? Cork and Kerry, yeah. Ken Mayer and Dantry. Lovely. Mm, yeah. Did you bump into Francis Brennan at all? I didn't bump into Francis Brennan and I didn't bump into any of the Healy Rays. Or fung- Fungi? Didn't bump into Fungi, no. They do have a thing called a sea fairy, though. You go out on a boat and you spot wildlife on a boat, so they call it a sea fairy. Love it. Yeah, I didn't go on it because, you know, couldn't have been arse really, but yeah. So what would you spot? No. Sea lions? Yeah, I was going to say, sea lions, probably a lot of birds. Um, don't know what else, really. If you're lucky, you might spot fungi if he's venturing over the other side of the peninsula or whatever. Deadly? Yeah. Nice part of the world. Roads are in shy. Really? Yeah, Jesus. I thought you were doing the World Atlantic Way as well. Uh, you kind of part of it, because like, the whole ring of Kerry or Ring of Barna or whatever, all them areas are all like the World Atlantic Way. So. Okay. Yeah, nice part of the world, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I would prefer to go abroad, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but you had a staycation. Yeah, exactly. Fall to Ireland. Tourism. Yay. Mero, who was our guest this week? Our guest this week is writer, journalist, newly playwright. We're going to say that, Louise? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> uh, Louise Bruton. How are you? I'm all right. How I was, was, was going to say activist as well. Is that okay? Um, look, throw it out there. Well, yeah. any time I read your pieces in the Irish Times, sometimes a fist pump. So that means like... That's like an activist writing. Yeah, if your fist is up in the air, you're either <laughs> doing activism or you're at like a techno concert. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did it all begin for you in the writing game? Um, I've probably been writing officially, as in being paid for about seven years now for my work. Um, and yeah, kind of always wanted to be a writer from about the age of 16 or 17 onwards. And then just kind of, I studied journalism in college. And then kind of worked stupidly for free for a very long time and then very kindly got a gig um, with the ticket with the Irish Times reviewing gigs and then from there onwards just kind of expanded that more and more. Deadly. And when when was it that kind of um, you said, right, I'm actually okay at this writing stuff? Um, (laughs) Don't really know. Well, like I used to write in the college magazine and then um, where like anything goes in well in the college that I went to absolutely anything went into their publications because no one read it outside the college so you could just have this absolute free reign and I'd write about I don't know what I'd even write about I'd write about like parties on college campus and then some one of my pals was like you're you're actually funny and I was like oh okay. <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> this is good yeah so that was that little bit of confidence to keep me going did you write Danny for the I need a college stuff yeah when uh, you were in college not when I was in UCD no I was well no, 
long story short. <laughs> what college did you go to, Lewis? Uh, DC. DC. Yeah. So we were, <laughs> we were ratting people out with the college parties in the college papers. I can barely even remember. <laughs> like the shit we used to write and get away with was unbelievable. Like it was pre everything going up online days, yeah. so you could just give a very honest account of what happened in college. But like DC wasn't that wild. Um, we drank a lot, but that was probably like the height of our shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just writing about that and um, yeah, detailing our lives yeah. to the T. Deadly. Um, I t- I start reading your stuff. Um. I think I seen someone retweet it, um, and it was it was about accessibility. No, it wasn't. How I first came across your writing was Legacy in Dublin, your website, isn't it? A website or blog? Um, both. yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where you go to a restaurant, pub, nightclub, gig, whatever, and you review it for accessibility. Was, um, what made you? kind of start want to start that up because I found it very beneficial just I whenever I'd be going out with my friends I felt that the entire responsibility was on me to find somewhere that suited the entire group um for going out like um pubs or restaurants or that and there was just no information online like this would have been maybe 2013 there was no information online about access whatsoever so you'd have to uh, phone people up and because like bars don't really open until late you just have to phone them at all hours of the day to finally get a response to figure out what's suited um, and I knew that if I was spending not even spending wasting this much time just finding a simple kind of yes or no answer like if it's suitable for a wheelchair user I knew that there had to be loads of other people in that same position as me so I decided just to create sort of an index online of putting it all up. And like the day I kind of came up with it, like I had thousands of views within the first like 24 hours. And just, um, I think it made a lot of, definitely music venues and music festivals take a lot more notice of access. Pubs and restaurants are a little bit slow behind. Um, but because I think with gigs and festivals, because they kind of change their sites and their layouts an awful lot they can actually improve over time but just yeah. a lot of say like restaurants and hotels they're like protected buildings so that nothing can be done there so I think socially it has copped a lot of people on um, but there's still a lot of people that are really kind of stuck in their ways and it's kind of hard to change their minds yeah the little chestnut of um, it's a registered building drives me mad um, the little museum of Ireland that's one of them I know they are trying to change they things. Yeah, they're working they, hard um, yeah, they, to get that going. I, we were talking to someone before who said they were trying to work very hard. Don't know, don't fall. Don't fall, yeah. I remember four or five years ago, I wanted to go to uh, a Christy Brown exhibition. And uh, I said to myself, it was in the ticket actually, and um, I said to myself, I'll just ring them, but surely it's a museum, of course, they're accessible. And I rang them up and they were just a bit mortified on the phone. They're like, no. And I was like, but Christy Brown was a wheelchair user. So a wheelchair user can't go to view his exhibition. Like, I know, I know. I was like, all right, I'll just leave it. But, like, the, the whole protective building thing, like, surely putting even a temporary ramp outside it that kind of goes up the steps, do you know what I mean? But you wouldn't be able to put a temporary ramp on this building. It's a big Georgian building. It's like huge. Okay. It's about 12 steps. It's very steep. Um, I think they're working on buying the building next door to it. Right. So there'll be, like, a, a lift access you, do you oh, ever see okay. those outdoor lifts for the yeah, social yeah. movements like them so right hopefully then. it does I don't like okay fair like right but not fair enough it's still a bit shit and all that but like just because something's a protected building like I mean protected for who though 
Yeah, that's oh, it's actually about to say like who's it protecting? Or, I know that's not what it means, but like, what does it mean actually? It's got they're like cultural, heritage sites. Yeah, it's cultural significance of that kind of thing. Like so, like what did you not extend to our? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why they can't. Like, I mean, you're not changing the entire thing by making it accessible. Surely. Now you'd be surprised the amount of people that do actually complain. Um, like, do you know when you have your planning permission sign outside? Yeah. Um, I know that definitely a lot of Georgian buildings, people are very, very uppity about anyone changing uh, the exterior of them. And there just seems to be a huge, um, probably like snobbery, uh, with people wanting to change anything to make them more accessible. But when you have like state-owned buildings, like um, I think it's the the Natural Museum, um, they have put a ramp outside it but when you go in you can only see like say the irish animals the irish taxidermied animals like the foxes and that but all the cool animals are upstairs um and there's no lift up to them so you can't see any like um still saber-toothed tigers (laughs) anything like that the cool stuff yeah Yeah, (laughs) the stuff you can't see in your back garden yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you think a museum you think museums should have yeah. Like fully accessible. It's Especially when you know that the state is going to have it in its ownership for a very long, long time. time. You would yeah. think they'd consider letting more people in. And that's that's what really frustrates me because you're kinda of like, who are they protecting it from? They're they're yeah. they're sticking to a very archaic way of looking at buildings when these yeah. things are gonna be in the public domain for a very long time. Yeah. So you might as well find a way to get more people in rather than kinda of say no at the door. Plus yeah. they're gonna get dilapidated and then they'll be renovated to make it look good. So just add a bleeding yeah. ramp to it, like. Yeah, you can do an easy enough job. I've seen lovely Georgian buildings with these types of lifts yeah. that go on the outside of the building, and apparently they're outside because if any landlord comes along who decides that they don't want to have access, they can remove the lift without doing any damage to the brickwork. So everything yeah, still so goes back to being protecting. Yeah. Um, protecting a bunch of old, old people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> vanity. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any sort of like Hell's Angels wheelchair gang to go in and wreck the gaff like so. <laughs> well, you well, wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, actually. Today might be the day. Merrill mentioned playwright, and as well, so we'll get it in nice and early. You're going to be doing a play, kind of a one woman show. Mm-hmm. Tell, us, <laughs> tell us about it. Um, well, it's going to be the Dublin Fridge Festival, and it's yeah. called Why Won't You Have Sex With Me? And it is running between September 8th and 11th in the Project Arts Centre. And written by me, starring me. And yeah, it's happening soon. And I'm kind of getting into that really nervous stage about the fact that I'm putting on a fucking play. <laughs> so, and you're acting. And I'm acting, yeah. Te- well, not like... Um, are you, are you going to act it or are you going to... It's more... It's sort of a chatty, chatty. thing. Um rather than me playing different characters. It'll just be me yeah. going through different experiences and uh, hoping people can take something away from it. And what led you to want to write this? The It's been sort of maybe a year and a half kind of work in process because um, every, every few months you kind of notice a trend in newspapers and magazines where they, they remember that disabled people exist. And they'll do either a piece on like uh, fashion for disabled people or like sex for disabled people or that kind of thing. So whenever it comes... Sorry, fashion for, is fashion for disabled people not the same as fashion for me? Like, um, Well, it's difficult for clothing to fit some people uh, with disabilities. Um, ah, okay. So like I can't wear like a long skirt because it gets caught in my wheels. Ah, see, um, this is my ignorance. I thought you should wear a blazer. 
Yeah, blazers get caught in the wheels. And, ah, um, so that's shit I never would have thought of, actually. Then, so that's actually a good point. Like, And then, like, if you've got, like, a curve in your spine or that, it's very difficult to, for dresses to kind of fit or shirts right. or that kind of thing. Um, so there are a lot of companies who do stuff like um, kind of looser fitting clothes, but not, like... You're not wearing a moo moo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not immediately Homer. taking a Homer Simpson. Yeah, you're not Homer Simpson. Um, um, or doing things kind of like Velcro because like um, kind of zips or buttons might kind of dig into the people if they oh, sit a yeah. certain way in their wheelchair. Or um, say high heels can be kind of difficult for women in wheelchairs, but and there's ways to kind of come around that. There's a few Oi. companies and like don't ask me the names because I'm not a fashion person. <laughs> um, but there are some companies that are trying um, their way to kind of be a bit more um, welcoming to people yeah. with disabilities to come in and right. have clothes that actually fit them. Because um, I do know a lot of people have to go and get their clothes tailored um, to suit them. So you're just buying your stuff from whatever shop and then adding another 30 or 40 euro on for it to actually just fit you. That's nice one. There was me about to give stick to places doing fashion advice for disabled people and then it's kind of like, no, it actually serves a purpose. <laughs> yeah, back yeah, it back in their box, you. I, I don't, me and Louise wouldn't need it anyway. Because we, we always look great. I don't know about you. Yeah, stylish as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you want to just? <laughs> Only joking. Calm yourself down there. Well, so before Sorry, Danny before rudely I, interrupted yeah. you. A bit close. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, with the pieces about sex and disability, I so it's funny. I, there was a piece in the Guardian one week, and then for the next maybe four weeks afterwards, I was being contacted by um, different Irish publications asking me about the stigma of having sex with someone with a disability and they're like can you just talk about how difficult it is and why you think um, men aren't having sex with you and I replied quite politely been like no I've no interest in talking about that Um, basically because I'm not the type of person who would want to go out and talk about my personal life Mm. in that way um, and I just thought that it was very unfair that they were using my disability as a way to be completely voyeuristic into my sex or love life because you wouldn't do that to anybody else. It's yeah. just taking um, kind of taking a low shot at an easy target, I felt, because um, you don't just turn around to the next person beside you going like, how's sex life? How does that work? Mm. And that's what um, these newspapers and magazines wanted to do. And whenever I read those pieces, you never find out anything new because they go for the people that they end up talking to. Either say something like, oh, no, no one touches me. Or they will find someone who will have like a very active sex life, but in a kind of like a fetishist fetishist Ah, way. So there's no normal in it. And kind of... I, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play, place myself in either of those categories. But if you would switch to anybody and ask them about their sex life, they're kind of be like, yeah, it's fine, you know, yeah. because people, people generally don't want to be put on the spot about their sex lives. Mm. And I felt that that it was just the way that it was being framed with disabled people. Yeah. So then, yeah, oh. it's again. I'm trying to kind of put myself in your wheels here, like, but like it's. <laughs> uh, it's one of them that when you're saying kind of they're just going to go for kind of that exact same point no matter who they talk to it does become almost you know facetious in a way and it's kind of yeah like you can yeah. kind of, you can really nitpick, nitpick and like say if it was 
if they contact me at different times in the year, obviously, like, your answer will be different because we all go through, like, dry spells. Like, feast or famine is a thing that applies to absolutely everybody. Yeah. yeah. And no matter what your answer is, like, if you were to say something kind of like, ah, do you know what? I was hurt a while ago, so I'm staying quiet. Mm. Or I just went on a mad holiday. I had a great time. Like, your answer is going to change all the time, but they're only going to frame it in yeah. the fact yeah. that you're a disabled person and not just, like, a young person having a similar yeah. experience to other people like it's always going to be framed in the way that this journalist wants it to be and that's that you're either um, kind of lonely and sad and dying for love or you're an mm. absolute freak and having sex all the time <laughs> so. a bit like myself <laughs> so, if I'm honest listening sorry love <laughs> oh you came back in your box now oh she'll bother me um, so sorry go on no go on no go on go on so Oh, I just no. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> I'm, I'm winding you up. Oh, yeah, I hope you. Um, so when the publications were ringing you after that piece, um, how did you feel when they were asking you to write such pieces? Um, well, it wasn't even to write it. It was for someone else to interview me about it. So, oh. so that would mean that, that like, I kind of oh, thought I was no like, way. I was like, I could write this piece, but I don't want to write this piece. Yeah, and I also wouldn't want to give my answers to someone else and not know how they're going to frame me so um so then i was thinking that um my main thing was like how how does anyone know why someone isn't having sex with them like say if say if if i just go to either of you is like here i hear um that no one wants to have sex with you because of where you're from they'd be like jesus is that true like you'd you could frame it in any way and like you wouldn't know why someone from like westmeath isn't having sex with you like if you were to just go as specific as that um, so I was then like, I was like, well, what if I just turn the question on non-disabled people and be like, what is your problem? Why do you think that there is a stigma with having sex with disabled people? Um, because I believe that this is an idea that's just been created by the media to other disabled people to kind of make them seem right. different. Um, so I was going to write it as just a newspaper, newspaper article. Um, and I pitched to my editor and she really loved it. But then I realized that maybe kind of my word count would restrict me on covering a huge amount of topics because it is there. There are levels to it. Mm. Um, so then I was thinking of doing a radio documentary. Um, but again, that would be you'd have to kind of cater it for whatever broadcaster buys it, yeah. which I didn't want to. I didn't want to kind of censor it. Not that it's in any way X-rated or anything like that. Um, so then the idea of a play came along and that just kind of felt right because it meant that whatever I put out there is completely created by me and no one could edit it or frame it in a different way. Like no one's, it, the way that I've written the play, it's not done like an inspiration piece or like a, mm. a or a sob story. It's just kind of facts. It's of, factual, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Graham has like read the script, so oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. some insight into it. <laughs> <laughs> Any comment on that or just... No, I, I fist pumped after reading it. Like I said, app, the, app, I do have Louise's writing. It's called App Choice Awards considering the content, but okay. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. No fisting is in the play. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? No, it, it's, it's factual and, I mean, the last thing you probably want is to be called an inspiration after people seeing it because why? But, yeah, there's nothing inspirational about it because... 
like and I'm sure you get this as well people just will call you an inspiration when you're kind of doing nothing mm. like this girl came up to me at um, Isaac Caspolis at the music festival at the weekend and myself and my mate were just waiting for someone else to come out of the toilets um, and this girl came up to me and she was just like you're an inspiration like well done I was like what am I doing I'm waiting for my toilet co- my friend to come out of the portal like there's nothing did you say that no, like it no. wouldn't have depends gone. on major. It wouldn't it? have gone into her head, Do you yeah. know. Like she, she, I could just tell that this was not a way that she thought about the world. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't ready to like rip someone's brain cells to pieces. But it does depend on what major in, does it? Or is that just me? Um, I don't. I kind of feel like the people that say that sort of thing. I just don't think that you're going to change their mind yeah. um, in that stop. short encounter yeah. <laughs> that you're going to have with them. Maybe if you had a bit longer, or if you're arsed explaining to them but it's not our job to actually take time out of our lives to educate people to educate people yeah, yeah. A, a, like a social event when you've got a few points in the end yeah, yeah it's not our job like you know, they, they can come up and say whatever you want but like I think it's just better to cut them off because their ignorance is going to yeah. be weighing them down there's and no plus point plus you probably it. forget about it after about five minutes yeah they, they, they won't learn. I don't, I don't think these things sink into people's heads too easily unless they give it the proper time rather than saying it in like a fleeting comment at like in the pub or at a festival. Do you ever get called like me uh, an inspiration when you're putting your chair together or your car? Um, I'd have people come over to me and be like, oh, good girl yourself. And oh, and you, and you <laughs> drive. That is, that is the most Irish way of being like, she's fair fucks. Yeah, and you drive too. God, good on you. Like that kind of thing. And be a lot of kind too. of older people. And, like, it it does annoy me, but when you look at maybe the age group that people are in, they've come from a generation where you wouldn't see people with disabilities out and about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, this would be the much older generations, they have people like in their 70s, 80s, 90s. They are people who just think definitely that people with disabilities shouldn't be out and about or yeah. can't be out and about. So yeah. when they do see someone kind of loading their chair into the car outside Tesco like it is shocking to them yeah um, and it took me a while to reach that conclusion but <laughs> that's you, what it is yeah, yeah. it is a generational thing so like when you see younger people being patronizing about it that's quite frustrating because like we are living in the age of like kind of social awareness and like being woke like I don't know how I don't know how people can kind of be present in this age and generation without having some sort of proper social awareness does it bother either of you when you see say and i'm just the, the most obvious example i can think of is say when there's like ads coming on for referendums or something like a government ad and they they're trying to tick all the boxes and they're like okay we have a white person we have an indian person we have a black person wheelchair user a rabbi Do you know, like it's <laughs> like they're just ticking boxes to like do you know what i mean it, like it's an office and they're kind of going through the office. That was the ad that I was in. Which ad were you in? The marriage referendum ad. I was one of those people that you're listening <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly the ad I was in. serious? Yeah. The marriage <laughs> referendum okay, ad. Right. I was at the end of the table and the director positioned me so he could just see my wheels. No way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Of all the stuff. It doesn't matter me though. Of all the stuff you're doing, I don't remember that one now. <laughs> Probably your least memorable role, to be honest Probably with you. Probably was. I was only in there for yeah. three seconds. Right, well, so you're happy to take the money then, so that's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, like, is it a good thing that it's, like, it, I don't want to say inclusion in air quotes, or um, is it kind of a, a little bit kind of like, like a token gesture kind of thing? In that case, I would believe 
that visibility is really important. Like okay. I would be a big believer in quotas as well. Um, right. With people kind of depending on your gender or your background or your ethnicity or your disability, I'd be a big... I would promote quotas within kind of different workplaces and I think definitely in governments as well. Um, so, yeah, I think if someone, if say, for the use the ad example, if you see someone yeah. on an ad and you're like, well, I'm in a wheelchair and I want to be an actress and I know I'm a better actress than she is, it might get someone else to kind of get the fire in them going to go oh, and yeah, do yeah. it when they maybe didn't think that they could beforehand so yeah I, I think visibility is really really important um ticking the boxes in that case ticking the boxes i think is fine in that point of view but if you're ticking the boxes and not following through with it like say if say if there was some equality event mm. equality for anything and maybe they had kind of a person in a wheelchair in the ad and they had a, a person a person of color in, in the ad as well and then when you got there, suddenly the venue wasn't accessible. And then suddenly you know, there there was just white people there. Like, yeah, yeah. I think people need to follow through. You can't just you can't just put it in the ad and then not actually be inclusive, um, which I think is what a lot of people do do. That's so they're yeah. they're taking the box but box, but they're not following through with it. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, that that ad as well. That was for the marriage referendum ad. So which ad was that? It was. The, um, for the marriage, for the was that with was there loads of famous people in that one? Was that the one with Donald Gleeson in it? Just me, just you heard. So really famous. <laughs> Donald people. Gleeson she did say yeah, famous. Yeah, wasn't man. there like a Donald Gleeson where they but, yeah, all were getting was, all their families out yeah, to vote? And all I think something? no, it wasn't that one. Okay. This was the, this was the information ad the government had to do okay. to make the public aware that this is happening. This is how we get the information, and that's all it was. I think the one the one you were talking about, I think, had a code line track playing over it, did it? Yeah, had loads of yeah. Irish celebs in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a really good ad. It was a great ad, yeah. I shed a tear. <laughs> Didn't like the Mrs. Brown ad. I don't remember the Mrs. Brown ad at no, all. No. The Mrs. Mrs. Brown, um, it actually invoked a good reaction, uh, evoked a good reaction though, because there was a line that Brendan O'Carroll read as Mrs. Brown saying something about, um, something about a, a midget or something, something about not, you won't turn into a midget if you vote yes. And I was like, don't be using that word, for God's sake. Yeah, I don't even understand what... That I, I can't remember the context of the lion, right. but he was basically getting at... He was basically getting at, like, the world isn't going to end if you vote yes tomorrow. Right, right. You're not, and I think he might have said, you're not going to turn into a midget or homosexuals aren't going to turn into... Something along those right. lines. But it evoked a reaction on the Turbity show on radio where a woman um, with a child uh, with dwarfism called up and said look that's a kind to call on uh, a black person the n-word okay and then ryan admittedly said jesus i did not know that yeah and the woman was very emotional on the phone and she's like look this is what my um daughter has to go through on a daily basis i just want i'm sure brendan o'carroll didn't mean any harm but my the reason why i called you today uh, ryan was just to get the awareness out there mm. that the n-word isn't acceptable yeah um in that context and Ryan was actually very thankful for her but um, yeah I just went on a rant there sorry a rant <laughs> it was an informative rant yeah <coughs> are you alright tonight I just keep coughing sorry oh, noticed, yeah. have you got a bit of a cold have you no not at all I feel great ok worried about you there for a second <laughs> I feel great Louise you're at Glastonbury this year I was yeah what was the ex- 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 accessibility <laughs> like at that um, it was actually amazing really um, yeah for a th- well like they're the best probably in the world 
at putting on a festival. So they kind of are very good at looking after all different areas of the festival. So like really simple things that they'd have, like um, your wristband, if you uh, registered for the accessible campsite, your wristband would then have a code on it and every single accessible bathroom had a key code on it. So you just type no that in. No way. Yeah, like I've That's tried. So no misuse or anything? None. Like clean toilets everywhere. And I've tried to get a few festivals to do that, but just there is just kind of... Truthfully, there's a lack of interest in Irish festivals at making um, things properly accessible. Um, so when I kind of went to Glastonbury, I was like taking notes. I'm like, okay, this is what we need to do to get uh, festivals like properly kind of welcoming yeah. to um, people with ex- uh, disabilities. Because again, that's kind of like the ticking the box thing. Like they can have their accessible campsite, but when mm. you kind of go into the arena and you suddenly realize that nothing suits you, mm. yeah. um, like that's that's what... I kind of want people to get thinking more about don't just kind of go entry level go like all the way when you can because a lot of a lot of businesses and a lot of organizations will say something like oh no people with disabilities come in here but like it's like if you if you make the effort they will come to you they will yeah Um, like I think I was talking to the guys who do I do the access at Glastonbury and they've been um, they're called Attitude is Everything and they they work with they're the same fellas that were doing the UT one sorry for cutting across you Remember the, the lads that took Air Photo going in? Yeah, you too. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so they, they work with music venues across the UK and they work with the, um, loads of festivals as well and they kind of offer training for um, kind of any businesses or venues or that, that you want to send staff over so that they can create an actual like um, disability access officer position. Um, but they were saying with Glastonbury, they've been working with them for like 10 years and I think it was something like when they first started, it was only 100 people using the disabled campsite, and now it's gone up to 400. And this year, I can tell you, it was much bigger than 400. And well, like that's yeah. amazing, like to know that if you arrive, you're actually looked after, yeah. um, and you have a lot of freedom within the services that they're offering that you can kind of pick and choose what you need. Um, whereas I think at Irish festivals, um, people with a whole range of different disabilities are kind of sort of just lumped in. Um, and there's no consideration for maybe individual needs. Mm. Um, like again, the toilets is kind of a, like a big one because when they don't lock them, or they don't give very definite access to just people who've registered for the disabled facilities, um, you're just finding like the toilets unusable. And when yeah. you only have a specific toilet you can actually use, like you're screwed. I remember I was with a friend last year, and she was like, "You're not using this toilet." And then we couldn't find another one, so she actually put her welly. She had her. She put her foot into the toilet to squash down everything in it, so that I could just go to the toilet. Like it was, a, I was like, it was like one of those moments. I was like, "You're my hero." <laughs> <laughs> uh, just burn your welly, but <laughs> um, but like that is that like to get to the conditions where you need your friend to actually stamp Do down on yeah. the shite and piss of thousands of people. Um, with a service that you promised would be provided, like that's just outrageous. Yeah. And I can't believe that you've got an <clears throat> access code. Yeah, that like, is a revelation. So simple, but yeah. like it works. So nobody over here is willing to do because money is it? Probably. I don't know Last. what it is. Um, like I've tried. I have worked with a few festivals, and um, I've approached more than I've worked with. And I am genuinely, I just think there is a lack of interest there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's really disappointing because I go every year yeah. to almost every uh, every Irish festival and things, if they're improving, they're improving at such a slow, slow rate when you know that there is a big thing mm. that they could do just to actually get more people involved. Are they getting better at all? They are getting better, yeah. I was going for years and 
Like you go, I remember going to Witness and it was when I was in Mead and it was awful, 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 awful. Um, I was up to my eyeballs. And, now what, I couldn't, couldn't be helped, it was the mud and stuff. Yeah. But then I went to, when I turned into auction the year after and it was amazing. The accessibility was amazing. The wheelchair uh, portal was in at the wheelchair platform. Um, so it was only there for wheelchair users if you chose to go to the platform yeah. to watch um, and it was guarded and it was perfect and then when it started pissing rain uh, they brought in the wood chip so the wood chip was brilliant and it was easy to push through everything was brilliant then the year after they just went backwards and didn't had the toilet back on the outside of the fence uh, didn't have a toilet in the camping site it's like well, lads what are you doing like yeah, there's a lack of consistency there, and um, if one thing works, then maybe maybe it's just a huge turnover of staff, and no one's really keeping mm. records of these kind of things. Um, like it is really frustrating, yeah. and. I do know that one of the big reasons why a lot of disabled people don't go to festivals is they just don't trust the organisers yeah. to deliver what they've promised. To get it right. They might, but even like you said though, they might say they'll do it, but then when you get there, it's like, you, there's nothing here. Like Yeah, and there's nothing worse than arriving somewhere, um, be it like a festival or a hotel or a pub, thinking that these things are going to be in place and then you realise that you can't spend the night there mm. or you can't have a good time there because... That someone along the way screwed up. Like that's a really disappointing thing yeah. to have to leave somewhere because um, because of who you are, you just don't fit in with the surroundings. Like that's yeah. a that's a gutting feeling. Yeah, mm. it is. Yeah, and I've had situations with like where I've had or st- rocked up to the place. I remember from my friend's thirtieth, and I rang them, and he rang them weeks in advance. So we went to we were in a pub in Baggett Street, and then we went to a nightclub. And I'd rang them like two weeks in advance. He'd rang them when he booked it. And they're like, yeah, of course, no problem. There's only, there's six steps, but we get the guys to help you down. And as soon as we rocked up, they're like, oh, Jesus, no. Not tonight. We haven't got the insurance for that. And I was like, what insurance? And then when they event after fighting and fighting and fighting, they let me in. But I was like, you're just roaming. Like, yeah, like you, you know. don't want to have to have a debate Yeah, to just let you into a building. Like it's really... Um, humiliating and i don't think a lot of people i don't think a lot of places realize that that like like you know there there aren't other options really like we don't have definitely people with physical disabilities we don't have the same big city that everybody else does like there's limited places that we can go to and then that's based on your own tastes like if there's somewhere like i'm not i'm not going to go out in harcourt street because that whole kind of social scene doesn't appeal to me. Mm. So, like, I'm not going to go to the accessible nightclub on Harcourt Street, but mm. um, I want to go to the, I don't know. The, Just because it's accessible, you're not yeah, going to go. Yeah, exactly. So I think people kind of forget as well that, that, that people have tastes, different tastes as well when they've got disabilities. So it's... Um, People just forget the kind of human element, which is just really frustrating. They just think, actually, ah, this is good enough for you. And um, that's not the attitude anyone should have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll let you in, but can you just stay in the corner over there? Just not yeah, move. Yeah, no dancing. Yeah. yeah. You're not, don't go on the dance floor. There's two steps to the dance floor. You're not allowed on the dance floor. I remember going yeah. to Pabs down the Leary with like 15 flights of stairs and bouncers never give me an issue. No, Ralphie? Yeah, never give him yeah. water. He was some lad. Down 15 flights of stairs, like... They were fine. Once I was fine, they were fine. Do you know what 15 I mean? flights or 15 steps? 15 steps. That's okay. what I meant. <laughs> yeah, like 15, 15 flights. flights. Oh, I was Jesus. kind of thinking, I was like, I know it's a long time stories in Paps, but like, <laughs> yeah, like it took me two floor. hours to get in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cabbage. Um, yeah. um, 
Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, what's the best place then in town? I know it's down to tastes and stuff like that, but what is there anywhere where you've been impressed by? Oh, <laughs> um, long pause was absolutely damning. I there's places where I do be impressed by, and then they let you down by giving you a key to the toilet, and you open the toilet and it's full of their stock. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that thing where you can have perfect facilities, and then some staff doesn't realise that they need to be open to people like yeah I've been to places that are like yeah we've been amazed it's perfectly wheelchair accessible but then you go in and it's all the staff spikes in there and all the kind of kegs that they're saving up to come up and bring up to the bar are like being stocked there so it is yeah it's a real um, let down it's a real let down like people just don't have like the pure cop on and yeah. even if the owners have the best intentions um, there's maybe just not training or awareness that's trickling down to the rest of their staff and like no you can't use the bathroom as a storage area or um, kind of, we've both discussed once before about bouncers or security being like, no, it's illegal for you to go upstairs or it's illegal for you to stand here. It's not. So when they say that, they pick that up somewhere in their heads and kind of run with it. That in itself is discrimination. It's not illegal for us to go anywhere. Oh, it's, it's illegal to be upstairs. Yeah, that means yeah. before, yeah. They quoted a, a page in the legislation. That didn't exist. <laughs> that didn't exist. No way. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. And I was no. in the place all night, and then section forty. I was only telling you that recently, about. and I was like two steps above, say, the dance floor, and a lounge, a lounge girl told me, and she was no older than nineteen, twenty, and um, she told me that I, I'm going to have to ask you to move down and go back over there, or or else can you go back into the front of the pub? And I was like, no. She was going to have to ask you. It's legislation and. Um, we don't want to get sued and stuff and I was like show me the legislation I'm not going to sue you legislation yeah. my god like yeah. that yeah like when I was told it was illegal me. for me to go upstairs in a venue that I had always gone upstairs in like the the bouncer was new and I was like no like I know the building regulations inside out like I, yeah. I like you can challenge me on this I know that it's not illegal for me to go upstairs Um, and he was like no it is it is and like I just didn't don't think he realised the corner that he was backing himself into because if I was that way inclined, which I'm not, yeah. I could have brought him to court. But luckily there was other bar staff there were like, No, we know her, it's fine. We're gonna look after her. You've you kinda of moved to a different door or something like that. Um so like I just don't think a lot of people they realise the damage that they can do with their their words as well, because if you say it's it's, it's illegal for someone to go somewhere, like yeah. that's so offensive. Yeah. Um, that's mad. And that's, that's just stupidity on that person's behalf. Um, but, like, that can completely ruin, um, like, to hear those kind of words, like, that can completely ruin your confidence. It could completely ruin your perception of a venue or a bar as well. Like, yeah. you may never return because why would you? Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there there definitely needs to be not a, not just, like, the physical aspects of a building, but just the way that staff are trained. They yeah. need to learn how to talk to people properly. Mm. Like, they can't just come out swinging out with words, like, illegal, because, like, that could be a court case on your hands. Absolutely. If, that, if, they're wrong, if someone like. went that way. Yeah. I, I, I was told from an establishment that I was a burden, and could I go back up to the upstairs bar? You're a burden? I was a burden to... I'm not saying the, you're not, because you're paying me whole. But like. <laughs> yeah, the burden to the other patrons. I was, I was positioned at a table close to the bathroom facilities and 
this manager it wasn't even it wasn't a bouncer it was the manager of the place um saw a guy kick my wheel by accident yeah. on his way to the toilet so he came over to me and said um do you mind if i let if i get you and your party to go back up to the upstairs bar i was like for what i says we're only coming down we've been up there all night we're in the nightclub now and he says uh, you're just a bit of, of a burden to other patrons I was like, excuse me? Of all the fucking words to use, yeah. like... and we went we went at it for about 20 minutes. I was I remember grief, and then the bouncer comes in, and the bouncer says to the manager, who was after being hearing the whole conversation on an earpiece, that you can't talk to people like that. Yeah. And the the manager's like, what do you mean? And he's like, you can't tell anyone they're aborting. And they'll let that gentleman go back in with his friends. I remember hearing, uh, I won't name the place, but I remember hearing um, a bouncer telling a wheelchair user they were a fire hazard. I've been called a fire hazard. Yeah, yeah well, it was well, and yeah. like he said it a number of times, as if like I'm refusing to address you as anything other than a fire hazard here. Yeah. Like, and I, I was kind of like, do I, do I, should I intervene? Should I not? Should I like I, I didn't in the end because you know I didn't. You wanna, bottled it. I did bottle, but I also didn't want to speak on behalf of somebody. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you bottled it. I just, <laughs> I just thought it was fucking, mad. like the the illegal one is after completely. That, that's mind-boggling but like yeah the fire hazard one I'd heard before and I was like ah here because it is frustrating as well when you are in those situations it's normally when you're in a bar mm. and you will have had drinks they're not going to take you seriously because they're just going to paint you with the fact that you're drunk yeah Um. that time I was said it was illegal I hadn't been even drinking that night but because yeah. it was night time um, and I was in a pub they just weren't going to take me seriously so there is sort of it's really um, you're kind of fighting a losing battle in that case because the drunk patron is probably always going to be in the wrong yeah. because that's yeah. just the way kind of nightlife culture I suppose has developed yeah. so you'll never win a battle then at that time no no, no you're never going to no one's going to win a proper battle at two in the morning have so. you ever followed up on anything like that um, no like I have complained to venues specifically but I've never no I'd never go the legal route by any means because um, just because Dublin's too small mm. and I don't know. I I just don't. I, I think keep your enemies create, close to you. <laughs> I think I think you'll just create bad blood in that situation. Like yeah. I'd rather mm. have um, see some display of empathy from them rather than kind of going this kind of towing the hard line yeah. route. And I, I yeah, I just don't think. I know people will disagree with that, but I just I just don't think the legal route is for me. No, the legal route w- wouldn't be for me either. Th- that time I was so infuriated because I was with a gang of people and he really embarrassed me. But I was fueled by alcohol as well, and I did go the legal route, but didn't go all the way because well, it's uh, expensive and yeah, it's very hard. It's because again, if you are drunk or if you've had drinks, no one's going to take you seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got onto the Equality Authority about that situation, and they said, "Oh God, yeah, you have a case." So then I, they said they instructed me to call uh, the bar hotel owner and let them know what course of action you're taking which I did and the response they said will you give us a week we just want to investigate everything then they got back to me and then they deeply apologised and they offered me like stays in their hotels around the country and um, a free night in the place uh, at my choosing so I went back and told the solicitor that and the solicitor was like look you're just going to have to accept it because they've admitted wrongdoing Uh, they're putting the manager in some training course um, so like he said I could still take it to court but it'll be very it'll be long drawn out process and it's it'll be expensive and it's whether you want to do that so I just said no 
Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Hopefully, people just cop on, or yeah. the building regulations get a bit more. Uh, they whip the crack the whip a bit better. Yeah, <laughs> they they need the government and local council to start doing things, don't they? Really. Yeah, like again, like going back to protect buildings, like it's just I think that's just an excuse for people not to spend money when they will be spending so much money, especially on protected buildings, to preserve the original mouldwork or yeah. you know the original yeah. gating. Do you know it's, it's ridiculous? Do you know the, the money could be actually opening up these buildings to people, and yet when in a, a country where the history was to keep Georgian buildings closed to a lot of people, now that they do have the opportunity to actually open them up, they should to open them up to everybody. everybody. Yeah. yeah. But it's mad because I'm sure in, like, Sweden, I believe, in about three or four years ago, became access for all, the whole country. And surely they have restricted buildings. I was going to say, sure, even, like, I, I remember being in Brussels. And, like, Brussels is an old enough city as well, like. Yeah. And I know everywhere that I went into was wheelchair accessible. Like. Yeah. Because I was talking to someone who was in Sweden recently and he said, not a bother. And then he's the one that told me, I don't know if that's actual fact, actually, if it is accessible. I'm taking his word for it. Yeah. But he said, um, yeah, not taxis, toilets. Apparently Tokyo is amazing. Oh, I was in Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo's very old. I really want to go to one of them capsule hotels. I know that's off topic, but... If they're not wheelchair accessible. Which aren't? <laughs> the capsule Just hotels. Him. What are they? Do you not see them? They're like little... The, the hotel is Holes in the wall. Like, you oh, okay. like a hole that's like... You know, seven foot long, and just you have a little TV and all in there, but all you can do is lie down. Like it's, yeah, all right. But I don't Very know, it's like a coffin. Little, yeah, maybe that's kind of just to get me used to it. I don't know. But, but what uh, makes things yeah. better about Tokyo is the Japanese people are unbelievable. They'll just always help you everywhere. There's a deadly TV show. I was telling you about this. Um, it's uh, your man that played the Fonzie, the Fonz, um, Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler, Winkler. George Foreman, um, some old American footballer dude, and. Uh, William Shatner and I'm trying to think the name of it what a collective group oh man it's absolutely amazing but it's the four of them going on a tour of Asia and they start in Japan and they go to like uh, they go to South Korea they go to uh, Thailand and they go somewhere else but the debate in Japan like it's just it's mad Japan's brilliant better late than never that's what it's called if honestly if there's anybody listening even who where do you watch it I, <clears throat> you obtained it <laughs> somewhere. Exactly, yeah, yeah, somewhere. I am. Um, I've seen it on t- internet. <laughs> um, but genuinely, it's it's deadly. Like just when you're talking about Japan, just jump back. It's a hilarious bit that uh, involves Henry Winkler falling out. He's in. They're in one of these capsule hotels, and he's in like the the second bunk. Mm. If you get me, like there's a ground one and then that one. And there's a bit where he falls out of it. It's very funny. Really? Um, I don't want to say what it is. Thailand isn't work, great for wheelchair accessibility. It isn't? No. Okay. I wouldn't. It's, mani- it's manageable. Yeah. Like, if you're with friends and stuff, it's very manageable. Vietnam is uh, manageable as well, but they're very appreciative because they think you're, like, a, a war veteran, and that's why you're <laughs> right. in a chair. Because all their war vets are going around in Some wooden chairs. Us, yeah, yeah <laughs> milk it for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> fallen hero. <laughs> yeah, they think you're a fallen hero, and then they think you're in the Rolls Royce of wheelchairs when they're going around in a wooden wheelchair. Yeah, well, yours is a Ferrari after all, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I like to say. That, that, I know because I'm a horse. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time you told me that, and I seen a horse. Fuck off! No, it's Ferrari upholstery. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bloody dog! Yeah, yeah. Only the best for me, lads. Hell yeah. GTM, I think it's called. 
is that what the marriage equality referendum ad pay for? There. Yeah, GTM. <laughs> if you want to sponsor me? I, I need a new basketball chair. Please let me know. <laughs> My wheelchair is going to shit, so someone get me. <laughs> Louise needs another wheelchair yeah. too. Two wheelchairs there, GTM. We'll start a GoFundMe page for you, lads. That's what everybody does now, isn't it? What? A GoFundMe page. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. That's what Louise done for uh, to fund her play. You actually fund your play too, did you? Yeah. So that's actually a success story over there. I seen one the other week of some lad who tried to fund a summer holiday try. Oh, well, like, fuck that. Yeah, literally he was like, I've never been away before and all my friends are going away, so if people could help me, I'd really appreciate it. We're planning on going to Ibiza for 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fund my binge, please. Yeah. 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 I think you had, like, a tenner from, like, a relative. Like, genuinely, it was. You were overwhelmed by the response, weren't you? Yeah, we reached our target in um, 45 hours. Wow. Five hours? Yeah. That's incredible. No, hang on. Was it? Yeah, 45 hours, yeah. Wow. Um, And then it was, like, open for a month, so people just kind of kept on donating. So it was, like, really, like, it was ridiculously generous. Like, it's amazing the generosity that people kind of gave to the show. Um, So that's sort of a really, that's a nice thing to kind of keep me going. So expecting a bit of special effects then? Um, (laughs) Well, we actually, we've got really good visuals going on with it. Um, So we do intend to travel with the show. Um, Love it. So... When you want to travel with a show, you need to make sure that you're packing as little as possible. Yeah. So what we'll have is just a laptop with our visuals and then our audio, and then it'll be just me. So um, it'll be a really, really easy show to tour, and it can kind of go anywhere in Ireland and outside Ireland. So you bring it to Edinburgh, would you? Um, I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> yeah. I've only been to the Fringe in Edinburgh as a, a boozer, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to kind of withhold the temptation because that's just a real party place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dangerous, dangerous city. Do you know what you used to have in common as well, actually? Say as well, but you still love 90s music, don't you? Yes. We had actually kind of thought about that before you came in. I was talking about Westlife before you because came <laughs> Yeah, Pop Pop Baby. Yeah. He was blaring it out. I had a bit of Pop Pop Baby on. <laughs> yeah. I love Westlife. Danny went to see Britney Spears last year. Yeah. Did you? In, in Vegas? Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. I'm dying to go see. Oh, I love my Britney. God. Oh, my God. Best it thing ever. It was actually deadly. Like, genuinely. Well, right, because uh, Oksana is absolutely obsessed with Britney, like obsessed so when we were going I was like right well I want to go to the UFC and she's like well I want to go to Britney so it's like fair yeah, deal grand. fair deal Britney was whopper like yeah no I've deadly. seen her I've seen her in Dublin three or four times and yeah. just the second last time I saw her was just like a religious experience this is like yeah. her circus tour around um, uh, what year was that 2008 no it was in the, uh, the point the point yeah um, and my friend uh, Jack was brought up on stage with her and she did like a lap dance yeah. What? Lucky so lad. myself and my other friend Luke were like, ah, like <laughs> we were so angry at him, but so happy that he was had that op- opportunity. Yeah. But, she um, had um, she had some lad up on stage. I can't remember what song it was now, but like he was basically crawling on all floor fours before kind of like freak show, freak yeah. show. Yeah, while well, yeah. she was kind of riding him and kind of whipping him. Yeah, that was the song that yeah. uh, my friend Jack was brought up on stage for. So brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I'm hoping she because she's finishing up her Vegas residency this year. Yeah. So I'm hoping uh, it's my 30th birthday <laughs> next month. <laughs> Family really, members who are listening. Really hoping someone gets my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she playing in Vegas? Um, Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood Theatre, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Axis Theatre in Planet Hollywood. It's mad how the hotels have huge theatres. Oh, isn't stop, it? man. I love like Vegas. Bigger than Ireland's theatres. Mm. Yeah. Like, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And Bruno Mars is after starting a residency in the Monte Carlo. He's on real life. Yeah, I'd love to see him live. Over, yeah. In the Monte Carlo. Yeah, in the Monte Carlo, wow. yeah. Um, but yeah, Brittany was just, it was 
dead. Like, like you know all the songs. Like it's just one of That's those it. things. It's a guaranteed yeah. like show. And I know loads of people are like, oh, she doesn't sing live and she can't sing. It's like she is yeah. the, the voice of a generation. Yeah. <laughs> like she's defined the charts since like 1998 yeah you'll know everything you'll have but a guaranteed time drink a bit and you'll have a well that's what I was gonna say time. yeah like like I went and I was like I am definitely gonna be bopping along to these songs I don't care like and you could see kind of lads who were there and like you know there was they were kind of like mopey and like oh, I'm being dragged here kind of thing deserve to be there within, yeah. within three songs they were up giving out loads every one of them like it was it was a brilliant show like lights the sage and everything about it was class like, Stronger so. is my favourite song Stronger is a belter of a song yeah, yeah. I love the music video to Stronger yeah one of her finest yeah, yeah. it is are you going to let your big get this um, yeah I'll be working on it yeah so oh. yeah I'll be reviewing it lovely and then yeah reviewing it till late at night and then partying till even later at night so yeah <laughs> S Club 7 and, um, oh I saw that it's not S Club 7 yeah. it's S Club Party because it's only like 2 or 3 yeah, it's oh really yeah. yeah it was S Club 4 or 5 but I think one of them then Jack the Ender so like, there's only 3 of the S Club I'm not sure I think it's I think it's Joe Bradley and Paul maybe yeah Joe's the blonde hair one yeah she would have been kind of the main singer she's my favourite Oh, she, she even was after fine. her celebrity big brother yeah, oh her, yeah actually, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. that was a meltdown wasn't it mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was mourning the Hannah myself they had the programme as well remember they did yeah that's right yeah they went to America or something didn't and they, five yeah. is on five isn't it no, there's only three of them oh is there only three I think they're only still three. calling themselves five though <laughs> yeah, they, they're keeping up that delusion has Electric Picnic got better with um yeah, they've gotten much better with access, um, has to be said. Like, for years, their um, disabled campsite was the furthest campsite away. Um, I kicked up a bit of a fuss a couple of years ago, and okay. then they moved it a lot closer than what it was. Um, yeah, like, again, like, there's there's no such thing as perfect access, but, like, I think a lot of places just need to keep on improving, not just, not just set a standard and stick with it. Like, I think yeah. they need to kind of research and just keep finding new ways to improve instead of just being like oh but we've got the accessible campsite what mm. more do you need what more do you need yeah. so much more like <laughs> so much more <laughs> that yeah. takes the box so we're grand yeah exactly yeah so um, I remember one year I think it was 2011 when I went and they had a golf cart and they were taking which I used to and from the toilet like to pick you up at a spot to bring you to the toilet bring you back but then the next year they stopped doing that but they, yeah. the toilets were still at that campsite. It was at the top of the hill. Oh man! It's like lads, how would you stop it? You did it last year. Yeah, like you'd be amazed the silly things that um, festivals and events do, like putting wheelchair toilets on a top of the hill. Or um, there's one festival is at one city centre festival, and they just turned the door of the accessible portaloo was up against a fence. So they you had to get like three members of staff to actually just turn it around. I don't know what the thinking was behind that, but just you That's know, like scary. it's one of those things where kind of like I was the one who discovered what was going on. So like I was just like, here, sort that out. Yeah. But like there might be some people like, oh, yeah, you know, that's yeah. just the way it is. That's the way it is because that's the way it always is. Yeah, like it's um, I'd hate to think that some people think that they're just going to be treated badly their whole lives. Um, like there are there is a right way to be treated and just a lot of people haven't figured out the way to do that mm. um, so yeah I just really hope um, people yes just pick up their standards yeah yeah because I remember when th- that example I gave earlier on about witness and I complained and they rang me and they were like oh we want you to come aboard the planning meetings and stuff and we'd really like to have you on board but that just died down and it was never 
brought on board. <laughs> I was never brought on board to assist them with any help. Yeah. It's like, lads, stop feeding me shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, like it might be a staff turnover. Like some of mine yeah. have like big, big dreams, and then you know they're moved on to a different festival or leave the country or whatever. Um, don't want to be making them. up excuses for them because everyone can do better. But uh, yeah, yeah. Who are, in there? Who are you looking forward to seeing at Electric Picnic? Oh god, um, I can't remember. A tribe called Quest. <laughs> they're they're playing. Um, Interpol are doing their 10th yeah. anniversary of Turn on the Bright Lights. And it's their only Irish gig as well, mm-hmm. which I'm raging about because I'm not yeah. going to. That is one of my favourite albums of all time. So, Belt yeah, I'll go and see that. Uh, Duran Duran will be amazing. Oh, yeah. They're playing on the Sunday. Um, Madness. God, yes. Madness. Yeah, yeah, I, once, <laughs> I once got jocked at a disco while Hungry Like the Wolf was playing. <laughs> just thought I'd try it out there. <laughs> yeah. just, just letting you know. That's random. Yeah, I know, but just that's Trying whenever. Memories, yeah. Whenever yeah. anybody says Duran Duran, that's just what I remember. My pants being pulled Being-jumped. down halfway through. Hungry <laughs> <laughs> like the wolf. Love it. Yeah, sorry, that's yeah, that's not going anywhere else, really. Just no, throwing that tidbit out there. Nail. Yeah. Um, love it. So electric picnic, and then the pl- so the play is going to be on. Electric picnic is going to be on. Then the mm. play is going to be on. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not much to turn around there. No, yeah. no. Busy, yeah, busy, busy. Yeah. Do, <laughs> and then nationwide, hopefully. Uh yeah, we'll see. We've yeah, had a few places interested in it, so yeah. Then maybe it, yeah. in Ireland. What are you hoping yeah. from the play play? Perceptions. Um, yeah, like I'd really love if people just kinda take some ownership if they've done some of the errors that I've pointed out in the play and be like, okay, look, I was wrong about that. I can only improve. Um, I would love it if people stop using disabled people as a point of inspiration because that's. I don't think people realise how demeaning that is and how patronising that is. Um, I also want people to kind of get rid of that whole kind of heroic status that they kind of apply. Definitely to a lot of part. Like everyone just thinks if you're disabled... Maybe you're like a Paralympic, you know, but like, but we're not like, I'm not sporty. You're always breaking people's dreams, aren't, aren't you? When yeah. People are always like, oh, and do you play any sports? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't care about sports. <laughs> so, so people want me to yeah. be like some champion tennis player. And I was like, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, what do you do? And I was like, I drink. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. What an inspiration. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just to, to just realize that like, I know it's so basic, but just realize that disabled people are actually people. Like you know, we're not we're not there for your kind of sob story. We're not like some afternoon TV slot for you to kind of ball your eyes out and feel better about your life. Like I think that is the selling line that yeah. a lot of people are brought on to TV shows, radio shows, um, like podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just to, to kind of realize that th- these are people who are kind of living in your world as well, and we have been shut out. In so many ways, be it kind of like in a physical way, not being able to get into buildings, be it um, kind of mentally, if like non-disabled people have somehow just found a way to ignore disabled people or not look at them, mm. um, just to get people to kind of be more open-minded. Um, it's not even open-minded, it's just to be smart, yeah. like just yeah. to be sound is the, the main thing. Yeah, yeah. don't be a dickhead, I yeah. find. Yeah, the, don't be a dick. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of... Yeah, ex- with the exception of PJ Gallagher, because that's the name of his new tour. Yeah. So. Because they wouldn't call it. They wouldn't call it that in Docky when he was playing. No, that's very. Really just funny. said PJ Gallagher's playing. Yeah. Really? They're afraid yeah. to use the word dickhead. Oh. Um, <laughs> They're entitled to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is Docky after all. He's uh, he's doing Vicar Street actually. So friend of the show. So is he? Yeah, in November. So really? um, if you didn't get to see him in Docky, lads, head along and you can check out the episode we done with him. 
love have, have they done nothing with um, wheelchair users and gigs yet where you can only bring one mate as in like the carer ticket or the yeah. PA ticket um, they are getting better at that um, in festivals when you're on the platform they kind of have the line like if it's not busy you can have a few friends up with you yeah. but like when it gets packed yeah, you later. yeah have one like just out of consideration which is totally fair um, but yeah a lot of music venues you, um, you're you kind of allowed just to have one pal with you in the viewing area and in some music venues you're if you're in a wheelchair if you have physical disability you're not allowed anywhere but the viewing area so it just kind of removes that element of people going out and in a gr- in a group yeah. with their friends which yeah. is what people do at concerts you don't you very rarely go One to a concert person. with just one mate like mm. it's a group out group outing um so yeah that's that's kind of another element where it's kind of like yeah you have the facilities but you haven't kind of gotten the kind of social aspect of it yeah. um so like hopefully these things all merge god i don't know when they will but like yeah. it is it's just a thing kind of like yeah you've given us the wheelchair bathroom thank you but i'd like to be with thanks for letting friends. us go toilet yeah, yeah. <laughs> but why am i in your bar yeah. <laughs> i'm here to be with people yeah yeah. So. yeah in fairness like the the u2 concert was my that was brilliant my first experience crow park, crow yeah. park yeah. yeah and i remember you would say to me that crow park previously had been a bit of a shit show for you and um, for the, the game matches it's a shit show yeah um but any u2 gig i've been to for some reason they just really look after um their wheelchair using the the platforms and stuff. Yeah. And it's always you two gigs that stand out. Like were you at that gig? No, I've only seen you two in Slain. I thought you were working that gig, no? No, no. I wrote maybe the pe- the preview piece. Oh, okay. But yeah. <clears throat> you're at the platform. And there's a platform on either side on the pitch and then obviously all around the um, the stands. But they had people come up to you saying like do you want me to get you a drink or they had oh, lounge staff wow. yeah, that's this yeah. uh, group that you guys were talking about I everything I'm, yeah. I'm 99% I certain your man had a t-shirt on yeah that's why it's it's yeah. like a black and yellow logo yeah yeah, yeah. 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 there you go um, and they kept coming up and they were like would you like me to get you food uh, drinks anything like that's amazing because there is a case when if you're at a gig or you're in a bar you feel stuck with crowds so yeah. like you don't necessarily not that you don't want it but you, you can't go to and from the bar mm. or it's just not that easy so that's just yeah. a really simple thing to kind of fix things mm. I know like small pubs can't be doing that but definitely big pubs YouTube gigs and Crow Park that's brilliant that mm. they have that um, yeah. but it, it is that kind of consideration that needs to kind of work its way down just to be like okay how can we make things easier oh either have someone do this or make sure that there's a clear path for people to get around yeah yeah. and they were bringing yeah. the, they had, you had a you had one of their workers bring you to the toilet as well and that toilet was only for wheelchair users and it was yeah. kind of beside the stage behind the kind of black wall it was really impressive yeah I have to say actually the Olympia Theatre is amazing they're, really they're I've been there in years their staff are so sound um, and again that's an old building so you have to you have to go in the back door um, and they have you can go either side of the front of the stage so you can have the best view in the house or they have this kind of um, platform that raises up. Right, the Olympia? In the Olympia. Yeah. It does wow. mean you are watching the gig by yourself. But you can have... There's three points of very, very clear views. Um, and then they do have it. So, like, if you're going to the bathroom, um, I think the only wheelchair bathroom is in the ladies. I'm not sure if there's one in the gents. But they will have a member of staff kind of bring you through the crowd. So, like, they're... 
they're dealing with like a protected building but they've done the best that they can do it. and you are not stuck at any point like they they have a really good system and it's just down to the soundness of their staff like that's like 100% what it is like um, they've made the effort and you kind of feel safe in their hands because I didn't know that I might start going back to gigs there yeah no I like the Olympia is maybe one of my favourite venues um, just because I but there's like one member staff Bobby he's amazing um, but the rest of them they're all just great like amazing yeah. system and that's the whole thing like if your place isn't like physically perfect um, the sameness of a member staff can just kind of eliminate that and that's yeah. kind of that's absolutely the yeah. simple thing yeah. to make it easy just Attitude. like just like Crow Park with you too like <laughs> yeah, exactly. simple things but Crow yeah. Park for the guys is shit yeah I don't know like why, why like sorry because if you're, you're you're in the stands yeah and the person in front of you is at the same level as you so uh-huh. if the ball is going down the wing that person's going to stand up uh, and as yeah. soon as they stand up you can't see it. that's thing. what they have wrong a, a lot of mu- bigger music venues as well like if people stand up at gigs which they're allowed yeah. entitled to do have a dance then suddenly everyone in the viewing platform um, in a wheelchair just can't see yeah. um, so it's like that's that, that was such like a poor lapse in judgement for the planners like make sure that the platforms are actually higher, raised higher, yeah. like at least half a foot above the rest of the of the people yeah. because um, it's not just a clear space you need you need to actually be able to see so yeah. they just yeah. they don't put all of these pieces together that's my only criticism of you two that's the platform could have been a bit higher yeah it was kind of it, it didn't seem like it was this the standard that I've been like say Kilmainham uh, yeah the hospital, hospital yeah. Th- th- their platform was really high yeah, it was kind of like if it was almost like they were expecting everybody to be six foot or under. Yeah, but then there was like three like giants from north of the wall <laughs> in front of us. Yeah, like they were like the Game of Thrones giants. <laughs> they were absolutely huge. Like, yeah, um, no, that was my only criticism. Yeah, the um, the the new stadium in Vegas. Actually, I think I said this to you before mm. because we the team Oboe the team Oboe because we went to the MGM. The, the MGM was alright, wasn't MGM's it? Good, yeah. But the team Oboe, man, I couldn't get over it. Like it was like you, like the the, the wheelchair section, like and I, I think I texture. You I did, think you I, sent me a photo. Like all the way around the arena, and it's at the same level as the VIP seats. So like the the view was just unbelievable. Like, but every section has like that somebody going out to the bar and that like they, they can, it's, it's just lounge staff. Was, yeah, bring all the lounge staff. It's that kind of thing of like again something so simple, but it's done right, so it makes a difference. Like, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, big a lot, time. Not aware of could maybe take an owl, take an owl. We'll just follow what the lads did at Crow, uh, U2 at Crow Park. It was deadly. Yeah, bring that to Marley Park and all the other. Actually, venues. in fairness, longitude is really well. Yeah, it is. Good. It's really good with the access. Um, Marley Park's easy to get around as well, isn't it? Yeah, nice and flat. But also, um, their viewing platform was really high up. So, like, if there was someone tall in front of you, grand. Like yeah. you, no, you had good yeah. clearance over their head. Um, and also they had staff actually managing the viewing platforms so that um, you and your mates could get up and no one was using the toilet. They shouldn't be using the toilet. So like that yeah. was just just really kind of considered. That's the dream. Yeah. Isn't it? So <laughs> easy. I just don't know why people. Don't do it all Why it's taking so many other people that long to catch up. But that's it. When um, you go to music festival, the first thing you look at is like toilet platform. You need to know Lovely. where these things are. Yeah. yeah. And then that's and when they're it. together, it's a dream. Um, or just about out of time with you but just again right so it's the Dublin Fringe Festival yeah um, the show is called Why Won't You Have Sex With Me and it's in the Project Arts Centre in the Cube and it is running September 8th to 11th the 8th is sold out but there's uh, tickets still available for the 9th 10th and 11th there's two shows yeah. in the 10th is there uh, no just uh, yeah it's just matinees on the Saturday Sunday oh, Monday. okay cool yeah. 
deadly. So where, where can they get tickets, actually? That's uh, Fringefest.com Fringefest. should have them. And I think the Project Arts Centre website also has a link for tickets. Deadly. And if people aren't already following you on Twitter. Um, I am, my personal account is Luberacci. And What's Luberacci? Um, it's way. after Liberace. So, Lou Baracci. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very clever. I'm a yeah. bedazzling pianist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Legless in Dublin is just at Legless in Dublin, but there is more action on Lou Baracci. <laughs> yeah. Are you, st- are you still doing the Legless in Dublin? I am. But it's just difficult to do Legless in Dublin all the time because that is all just out of my own pocket um, going around visiting places. So, like, yeah. I can't be eating out in restaurants every single week to review them. Um, so, yeah, that is... It's not as active as it should be, yeah. but um, it it isn't it isn't dead. It's still. Uh, Have the venues ever changed anything that you've done a review on? Uh, Pablo Picante actually on the one just off St William Street. Yeah. Um, I once complained that they didn't have any tables that were low enough for wheelchair users, and then they put in a little counter that's like at the height of say window sills where wheelchair users could eat their burritos. So that, that was amazing. They got in contact with me directly. Like, this is what we've done, um, based on what you wrote in your blog. So that was amazing. That's oh, brilliant. Real. Yeah, that That's is. brilliant. Burritos for all. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going change. when you can. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, man, for coming out to us. Thanks, yeah, Louise. Thanks for having me in leafy Kalini. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, wish you all the best with the show. I'm going to try to get along. You're already going. I'm going Sunday, yeah. Deadly. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Louise. Merlo. Yes. Where can people find you if they haven't already found you? American Mania. Everywhere. Everywhere. Deadly. It's after Hulk Hogan. Years just, ago. It was, my first, it was first, my first aircom.net email address and so I just kept it. American. I, we, yeah, you were saying before you were considering changing it and then I can't remember who it was. Who would we have on and we talked to you would have changed it? Was it Paul Howard? No, I don't think it was Paul. I can't remember who it was but I remember you talking about this before and we were like, don't change it now. It was, it was, uh, was it clearly I think it actually was. Yeah. You can still can't say her name, God bless you. Neil from Fair City. Neil from Fair City, yeah. Yeah, deadly. And what you can do the the podcast plug this week, so. I know you do that real, like, from start to finish. Come on, no. Come on. It's at WTS Pod. Yeah. Um, It's at uh, WTS Pod Ireland on Facebook. Um, WPS. WTS Pod Ireland on Facebook. Yeah. WTS pod on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can block Danny when he tweets rugby if you don't yeah. like it. Yeah, it's true. Because yeah, the women's rugby world cup's on it for the is, next couple yeah. of weeks. So he's going to gig. annoying everybody. Yeah. With rugby. Tweeting tweeting about it already, I am. So we haven't been hacked, it's just Danny having the dope. Um listen, it's a major tournament in Ireland. And uh we've Hey Alda. I am going to cup matches, yeah. Lovely. Um up in the U C D bowl. And we have a couple of chances, not a couple of chances, we have a good chance of at least making the semi-final, possibly final, which really? would be amazing. So, Are any of the matches on telly? Yeah, um, Air Sport, I have all of them. Air and Sport I, are great. I think TV3 have some as well, I think. But um, yeah, all the Irish games, all the Irish group games and all that are going to be definitely on TV. Air Sport um, are shown, and funny enough, just I did tweet about it earlier on, and uh, Larry Matney has commented, blocked. <laughs> So, so you, we uh, are blocked from there. That's fine. It's no no loss to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, women's rugby World Cup lads, um, give it a bit of support. It's a major tournament in Ireland. It's fantastic to have it. All the other matches are sold out, though, aren't they? They are. Yeah, yeah. Ticket sales have been unreal, um, and it, it's a great reflection as well, Ian, because Ireland twenty twenty three, yeah. real possibility decision made on that this year. So is the final crossed. lads down road? 
Um, I can't explain it off the top of my head where it is. Um, I don't think I think it might be the RDS. Okay, cool. Don't know, but anyway, that's it. That's it. Um, WTS 111 in the book. It is in indeed. The in the uh, bag. In, in the books. In the, in the books. Yeah. Uh, if it's com And um, until next time. Now, oh, don't forget you can check us out on Thursdays now as well as Sundays. Oh, yeah, Thursdays we have a 10 minute. Yeah. The 600. The 600. We couldn't get that now. 600, Louise. Yeah. Because it's 10 minutes. Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's real. We may need to change the name based on that reaction. We may need to change the name. Like the changes, Louise didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, lads, thanks man for listening. Louise, thanks again. Thanks, Louise. Meryl. Best of luck with the play. See you soon. Until next time. Here is. Full hearts. And lose. Good luck.